nerds, dweebs, dorks, not born, but made. Nerds were once ridiculed, mocked, wedgied. Undeterred, nerds have persevered to take over the mainstream, defining popular culture. This is the story of one such nerd, blazing his own middle-aged trail. And now, he is determined to pass along his knowledge to the next generation. For this is... Hello! Welcome to Indoctrination, where we aim to discover if a 40-something dad can convince his children that the nerdy stuff he loves is cool. I'm your host, Tom Walworth, and welcome to my journey to paternal relevance or irrelevance. Today we are talking about Feet of Clay, parts one and two, that were aired as the fourth and fifth episodes back in 1992. They're episodes 20 and 21 on the first disc in the collection. Now, there isn't a ton to say about these episodes because it's so good. This is the first time that we meet Sam Hagen and Clayface, voiced by Ron Perlman. This is the first time that we meet Lucius Fox, and it also features Ed Asner as Daggett, Roland Daggett, the main bad guy. And before I get into my whole critique, I will let my children tell you what this episode is all about. What was the name of the, the episode? Feet of Clay. What of Clay? Feet of Clay. Feet of Clay. Okay, so what is this one all about? Do you remember what happens? It was a long, it was a two-parter, so I'd be surprised if you remembered everything. First, the first part was, was not really Bruce Wayne. What was not really Bruce Wayne doing? It wasn't really Bruce Wayne. It was not even Bruce Wayne. But what was he doing? How, what, what was the scene? T-Rex uh, King? This person, I can't remember his name, but... His name is Fox. His last name is Fox. His first name is Lucius. Lucius Fox, and he was hurt during during an escape out of an old cable car station. And so he went there to talk to Bruce Wayne. But it really wasn't Bruce Wayne. It was this guy that had a crunkled face, and they needed a special gel to put on his face so it wouldn't look all crinkly or wrinkled. Ah, so is that what he used to, to make himself look like Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. And then Batman came in. The real Bruce Wayne came. What did he get to do? He got to destroy bad guys. Yeah, he stopped all the bad guys. Sometimes we call them the goons. The goons. Yeah, he got, he, the, he goons. got the goons. And he couldn't find that guy who used that special gel to make his face look like Bruce Wayne. Right. And so, I think the next scene, I uh, could be wrong, but I think the next scene, we meet that guy. What's his name? Do you remember? I don't remember. His name is... It's all right. You don't, you'll, you'll, you probably won't ever call him by this name again when <laughs> we watch this show, but it, it's Hagen. Hagen. So we meet Hagen, and that's where we see his face all crumpled up as T-Rex King said. Mm-hmm. What's his problem right then? He, he got all lots of that special 
special gel on his face, and he became Clayface. Okay, I think we're missing a step, though. He went to this guy called Daggett's Daggett. lab and, and found a vial of the special goo he was putting on his face. And and then and and then some and then like and then two goons came in, and 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 put all that gel into his mouth. Oh my gosh! And then they just left him, didn't they? Um, in a car, and he was there for a very long time. And then after that, he became Clayface. Yeah, we don't see that till the very end of the first episode. Yeah. Before that happens, though, what happens to Bruce Wayne? He gets put in jail. Well, why does he get put in jail? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Because, because that, because that guy used that gel to make him look like Bruce Wayne. How'd they catch Bruce Wayne? Um, well, 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 Lucius Fox thought that Bruce Wayne was 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 the guy that 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 pretended. To be Bruce Wayne, and and then he beeped and beeped and beeped. Where so was he? He was in the hospital, and he beeped a button. So so then, the police could come in, and capture Bruce Wayne. All right, so that pretty much takes care of the first episode. In the second episode, what happens? Um, Clayface goes back to his star camper. And looks at some pictures of when, of when he was, of when he was not Clayface. And then when he looked at the picture, at, at the pictures, his face changed and his body changed too. Hmm. So he could change everything. He could change himself into a whole new person just by thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Could he do it for very long? No. No, he couldn't. Now what happens? He gets really angry. He he smashes all the things in his camper. Right. Try to remember what happens next, even though I just watched it with you. No, that 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 part when his when his body and his face came became that that was at the end. Hmm. Well, there's the, that. That's true. That happens at the end, but the, it happens in a very small way at the beginning of this episode. After he leaves his trailer, I can't remember what happens next. I know where we end up, but I don't remember how we get there. Um. Um. He's in his car. He's in. He's in the car with with his friend, and he turns into a doctor. Goes into the hospital. That's right. And 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 gets one of his of his goons. Yeah. Tries to throw him off the building. What does Batman do? He he rescues him. Yeah. He, then and, and then... then Clayface jumps and he became and he became looking like a mud puddle and he sucked down into a drain or something. That's right. Very good. And so what's happening next, I think, is that Batman asks Alfred to bring him all of the tapes of Sam Hagen's movies. Right. And you'll notice those were on 
what are called cassettes. Mm-hmm. V- they're, they're video cassettes. That's how we used to watch movies before we had DVDs and streaming. Yeah. Mr. Daggett is being interviewed on TV. Mm-hmm. So what happens at the TV station? Um, I don't um, know. Um, um, a maid is there, but it was really Clayface. What was Batman doing at the studio? Um, he was trying to catch um Clayface. How did he do it? He he walks him into the TV room, and 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 shows him every single movie that that he made. So I thought it was really interesting that Batman knew to do that. Because he snuck in before time, and he and he put all those videos in, like he knew the fight had to come to the video monitoring bay. Mm-hmm. But whatever happened, so he so he shows up, he beats he beats Clayface in there, turns on all the videos, and what happens? Um, um, he he starts changing super fast into different people. Right, and then the police come, mm-hmm. and what does he do? Um, um. He, he shocks himself. With electricity. Mm-hmm. And then he has a death scene. Yeah. Um, he turns into what he, into, into what he would look, to what he looked like before the accident. And then he turns into himself when the accident happened and he was in the hospital. Right. And so they, they cart him away. Mm-hmm. And how does the story end? Turned into a woman when the body of Clayface was on the top. That was so weird. Yeah, so what was, what, what happened to the, the body that they carted away, T-Rex King? Um, um, it crumpled. And how does Batman know that, that that's going to happen? Do you remember, Kitty Queen? Because he got dried up. Yeah, I think and so. And then he... Because he was dried up. Oh. Yeah. So Batman was playing. He 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 had a little bit of the clay that was left mm-hmm. over. And what was he doing with it at the at um, the Batcave? He he used the electricity and then it moved. So he realized that. Change. Right, started to change. Mm-hmm. And so what did he realize? That electricity is is what is what is what made him. So what made him change? Yes, but it did it. it did uh, electricity? Um, could electricity kill Clayface? Yes. No, it couldn't. That's what it, that's what Batman was, was saying. He's like he put the electricity on it, and nothing happened to the clay. I mean, it changed, but it didn't dry up like it did when he was fighting fighting Clayface. So he knows that Clayface was faking. Mm-hmm. And so we see that we see the morgue. We see the body, and it crumples into into dust. Mm-hmm. And then. Clayface's friend says something sad, walks away from the hospital, and then we see the woman laughing, and it turns into Clayface's voice. Yeah. Are we going to see Clayface again? Yes. Thanks, kids. That was really excellent. And now, a word from our sponsors. There are no ads. This podcast won't be making money. We barely know if this endeavor's even funny. There are no ads, there are no ads, there are no ads. The music on this, much like the rest of the episodes to this point, 
has really been spot on. The first thing I thought of when we start the episode is it seems very Bernard Herman, kind of like I'm listening to Vertigo or some other Hitchcock film that Herman scored in the 30s. And as I've said before, most of these are going to be a single watch and then a quick gut reaction without a ton of research, because the point of this isn't about researching things. It's about what do we like, right? I think it's interesting that they pull the bait and switch with Bruce Wayne being the bad guy in the first scene. Pretty brilliant. I had forgotten that Hagen had gotten that far with the Renew You makeup at the beginning of the story. I thought it came a little bit later, but he was right in it. I also thought that it was really brave to show at least a hint of addiction. He's jonesing for it. He he can't he can't live his life unless he has this renew you. Not only because it makes his face not look the way it did after the accident, but he's chemically bound to this thing in ways that he did not anticipate. And I thought that was really a really cool thing to see I mean as a as a parent we didn't we didn't I mean I didn't talk to the kids about that part I have to get on that soon but I don't know if I would have caught it as a 10 year old or a 12 year old at the time well I guess technically I would have been how old would I have been I can I probably talked about this in an earlier episode 92 so I would have just turned 15 so 15-year-old me probably noticed it, but didn't think too much of it. But I think it's an important aspect of it. I think that the the voice acting is, as usual, excellent. Ron Perlman does not sound like the Ron Perlman that I know. Like, I first recall... I mean, I know that that he made a big name for himself, somewhat big name. He was in a big show, the Beauty and the Beast show, but I never watched it. I think I first encountered Ron Perlman where I really registered him as Ron Perlman in Hellboy. I know he was in like Aliens 3 or 4, I can't remember, but as it turns out, I actually heard him here first. So the Hellboy voice is very gruff, very low and rumbly and that kind of thing. And I heard him on the commentary track for Hellboy doing Jerry Lewis, a lady, that kind of thing. So he has a lot of range in his voice that I never get to hear him use. But it turns out, as I said, I heard it here first. So I would not have known it was Ron Perlman. Ed Asner totally sounds like Ed Asner. They even have Ed Begley Jr., who I love from the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, and I really hope that we get a chance to um, watch those with the kids as well. But he plays Germs, one of the goons who, as his name implies is very germophobic, which only plays a small part in the story when he eventually gets captured by Clayface. There's a bit of a plot contrivance. After Batman realizes that Hagen is Clayface, he asks Alfred to get all the videos, and these are video cassettes, as we talked about with the kids, of every movie that Hagen has made, and he sneaks into the video monitoring booth and puts all the tapes in and you're thinking what's this all about how can he possibly know what's going on because the scene where Hagen looks at a picture of himself from an earlier movie and turns into that character 
is not one that Batman is privy to. So I'm really kind of confused about how it's supposed to work. But regardless, he sets it up and manages to capture Daggett, or I should say, saved Daggett from being killed, but still capturing Daggett, and then manipulating the fight to get into that video monitoring room where he turns on all the monitors as he's about to be killed himself. He manages to turn on all these videos and really distract Clayface so that he keeps changing into all these characters. And it's the whole thing plays out in a way that Batman... It's, it's hard to believe that he could have anticipated the fight going there, number one. And number two, that turning on all those things would have worked or would have distracted him. I mean, he does say the thing, well, I, I'll, I'll we'll find a cure. So I guess that was the plan, but it's all very convenient that it actually just made Clayface freak out. And then for Clayface to be so quick thinking when the police arrive to throw himself into the monitor and electrocute himself knowing that it wouldn't do anything because they haven't established that at all in any other in any way so i guess the reveal that batman discovers oh electricity doesn't do anything to the clay at least doesn't do what hagen showed them it did which is killed him and turned him into the clayface um, body i sort of think of this episode as a drawn out version of heart of ice so Heart of Ice is what we watched last week, where you get a villain with, in that case, superior technology and a clear weakness. And here you get a sympathetic villain. The thing that my children didn't talk about in their review is they didn't understand why Daggett was doing what he was doing. He was trying to take over Wayne Tech by having Hagen impersonate Bruce Wayne and getting the papers that would have incriminated Daggett on his attempts to take over the company and in insider trading. It's interesting that in both episodes, they use the evil CEO to turn the villain into the villain. Whereas in Heart of Ice, it is the CEO who directly pushes Dr. Freeze into the chemicals that turns him into Mr. Freeze. Whereas in this one, it is Daggett sending his goons and the goons have the idea of like, oh, you'll like this makeup so much you can have all of it. More indirect, but he's still responsible. And so... Hagen's revenge is well-placed. He knows exactly who he needs to go after, and he goes after him. How he becomes a villain after this, we'll have to see. But I think it's interesting that they take such pains to make these villains sort of relatable. I know that we're going to see it much later when we meet Harley Quinn and get her backstory, and that's a whole other thing that'll be fun to talk about. I don't recall if we get anything similar to the killing joke origin of the Joker in this show. It's been a long time. I don't recall. Or if we just meet the Joker, I don't remember if we get his backstory. But I don't think there are many other villains who get the same sort of sympathetic vote or sympathetic portrayal that Clayface and Dr. Freeze do in these past two episodes. They don't really commit to Catwoman being a villain, even though she is sometimes. She's clearly on the wrong side of the law, but so is Batman, but she does it more. So I would say for the music, again, five. Five for the music. The the characterization, five. It's excellent. There's nothing there's nothing out of place. Especially for Batman. He's not he's not telling jokes in this one. And Hagen is very sympathetic 
and you understand why he's doing what he's doing. I think the story beats are really well done, even though it it is a two-episode version of the Heart of Ice story. I don't think there's any really wasted time. There's nothing that seems like it doesn't need to be there. So that's a five as well. And action. This is the first villain that Batman can't take down by brute strength. I mean, I guess you, you could say that he uses his ingenuity to take out Freeze with the inexplicably never broken hot soup thermos that he has in the previous episode. But in a way, he kind of lucked into it this time. And I know that he's going to develop technologies that are going to take care of Clayface in the future. But right now he's clearly outmatched and he just gets lucky. He gets lucky that Clayface gets really tired of making all the different shapes with his body when they fight on the roof of the hospital. He's lucky that the effect of those videos just distracts Clayface. He gets lucky that Clayface decides to take himself out of the equation for a while. And I think what we're going to find when, as we go through these, I think what you would find if you were to watch the episodes as they're presented on the discs, you would actually meet Clayface in a Christmas episode before you meet him in this episode. I will have to double check. I'm just going to put it in there. I'm not going to edit it out. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. One thing you liked. Let's just both of you do the one thing you liked. What's one thing you liked? Batman using electricity to make a part of Clayface's body move. What did you like? Um, I liked that that Batman defeated him with changing him into different sort of characters. Certainly beat him for a bit. Mm-hmm. But he didn't actually capture him. So what didn't you like? Kitty Queen. Um, Clayface hurting people. Mm. How about you, uh, T-Rex um, King? Um, Clayface faking a woman. Oh, you don't want him faking faking being a woman? I'll give him a piece of me. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can lim- limit ourselves to five batarangs. Remember, five batarangs means that you would watch this one again and again and always like it. So how do you how do you think? But 100 means ooh, I want to watch this every time. So at least 20 times. Mm-hmm. How many batarangs for you, T-Rex King? 120. Oh, wow. Okay, Wait, so, so 24 times or something. Mm, 24. Oh, I can't, I, I can't do math and multiplication anymore. But mm-hmm. so lots. So you liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I will give it all of the numbers. Mm. That means I love it and I really want to watch it every single day. Very cool. Well, thank you again for watching this with me and mm-hmm. sharing with me your thoughts mm-hmm. and telling the audience what happened. And we'll be back tomorrow. Actually, we'll see you next week with It's Never Too Late and The Joker's Favor. But don't tell T-Rex King. You have been listening to Indoctrination. You can find us on Twitter at Indoctrination or email us at Indoctrination at gmail.com. Share your suggestions for the final sign-off and you could be the listener for the week. You can find all this information and all recent episodes at Indoctrination.com. Rate and review us if your podcatcher lets you. I hope you are nice to us. 
Many thanks to my children for going along with this and my spouse for encouraging it. I promise I'll get to the dishes soon. For T-Rex King and Kitty Queen, I'm their dad. And to our listener out there, go to bed.